If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew. We're going to look at three different scriptures this morning in the book of Matthew. And I hope you have your swords with you. I'll tell you, the Word of God will change your life. If you will devour it, you can go to church your entire life and walk out the same way you came in. Or you can go to church a short period of time and add the biblical truths of the Bible to your life and apply them to your life and you will walk different, you'll talk different, and you'll make wiser decisions. And that is just truth 101. Do you see the, the title of the sermon this morning? Coming out! We're coming out! All right? We're coming out. I'll let you decide what that means as the sermon goes on. Matthew 3.12, reading from the New Living Translation this morning. It says, he is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winning fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into the barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Separate is what the Lord will do. Matthew 13, 49. Over just a few pages, Matthew 13, 49. If we read up a few verses before this, we would see us talking about fishing, and we can all kind of relate to this. You know, if you, if you throw out a net and you catch some nice channel cat or or some bass, or some, some nice bluegill or crappie, you're going to put them in a pile. But if you catch an old gar, or, or grinnel, or, or something like that, you're not going to keep them. You're going to put them in another pile. And that's what the, this scripture is talking about, verse 49. And it says, and that's the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked person from the righteous. Throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And last, Matthew 25, 32. Matthew 25, verse 32. This is talking about the final judgment, talking about separation. Separating the ones that have put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ and separating them from the ones that have denied Christ. And that's something we've tried to point out each and every night in the invitation room. We've tried to point out just not over, overbearing or anything like that, but we've just tried to point out that we either accept Christ or we reject him. And there's no in-between. We either accept or we reject and that's what determines which side we will be separated on. Whether we receive Christ, we re enter into the presence of God. If we have, if we rejected Christ, we will go into the fiery furnace. Matthew 25, 32, it says, All the nations will be gathered in his presence. Notice that every nation. The God that we serve is the God of the universe, not just America, but, but Russia and around the world, it says that he will gather in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep 
from the goats. And he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left hand. Now, I want to talk to you this morning about and just make kind of talk about something common that's really going on uh, everywhere we look. And that is coming out. And it seems like all around America and, and even around the world, people are coming out nowadays. It's common. It's almost popular. It's almost in vogue to come out. You know, they're, they're, they're just, it don't bother individuals at all to come out with their sin and announce them before the world, to even flaunt them before God. You know, whether it's a disrespect that you see on TV, whether in a sitcom show or a comedy show, whether it's flaunting the rebellion against mom and dad and police officers, you know, you, can, you, see it, you see it on a regular basis, on, whether it's on YouTube or on the news, that individuals, have, they just flaunt their disrespect for the policeman. You'll see it on YouTube and on TV also, how individuals flaunt their disrespect for the school teachers. Individuals that are trying to help them. Individuals that are trying to keep them out of trouble. Individuals that have a plan for their life that want to help them and help them move on to greater things in their life. But it don't matter because they are so bold and so, so brass about coming out with their disrespect and their sins and everything else that they're so proud of for some crazy reason. It seems the world has lost complete respect for all authority. If it's anyone in authority, a large majority of the people have no respect for them. I don't know. It just seems like everybody's coming out nowadays. The Muslims are, are coming out and getting bolder and bolder and, and pushing for Sharia law in the United States of America. Well, we already have a law here. It's called the Constitution. We already have a law. And even as barbaric as, a, as Sharia law is, they still push for it. They're bold about it. Here probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago now, in New York, uh, a Muslim man, he beheaded his wife. She was being disobedient to the point that he felt like his only recourse was to behead her. And the lawyers pushed and pushed that he might be tried under Sharia law. And you might think, well, what's the big deal about that? Let me tell you. Under Sharia law, he would have been found innocent. Under Sharia law, he had the right to behead her because she was being disobedient. How in the world can any woman on the face of the earth, defend the Sharia law or that stance. And yet they do. The atheists are coming out and getting bolder and bolder and making fun of the things of God and even the children of God. They don't want to see baby Jesus in a manger. They don't want to, they don't want to hear Christmas songs. They don't want to hear Merry Christmas. Well, guess what, Orchardville Church? 
I hope, if you're from Orchardville Church, I hope you say Merry Christmas. Amen. 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 Yeah. Last week it came out a mall. Where was that at? Was that in Oregon or somewhere? It really don't matter where, where it is. There was a mall came out and, and, and they said, yeah, w- we don't care. We're going to play Christmas music as long as it don't say anything about Christ or the manger or a savior or a baby Jesus. We'll play all the songs you want as long as you take all of that stuff out. And you know what? It wasn't just like in less than 24 hours, that mall was so bombarded and customers were just at an uproar. And they changed their policy on that. You know why? Because Christians came out. That's what happened. Christians come out. You know, this coming out It can't just be for the sinners. Well, what about us Christians? The homosexuals and lesbians, they're coming out and getting bolder and bolder all the time. Denying God's divine nature. Defying science. Defying who God made us. Well, it's time we come out. It's time we took a stand. It's time we declare that God is who he says he is. And that's written in his word of God. It's written in his word who he is. It's time for us to come out and declare that there's only one way back to God. There's not many ways back to God. You can't just pick a path. As as some TV personalities will have you think. You can't just pick your own path. Jesus said that he said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but me. We've got to shout that. We've got to declare that. We've got to come out and get these truths out in the open to where God can take these truths spoken in faith by his children and he can take it and just like his word always does, it will penetrate hearts and change hearts and change lives and families. Shame on us for not speaking truth. Shame on us for not declaring the truth that God has set before us. Shame on us for holding on to the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. I'm coming out. There's only one way to God. Whether you're black, red, yellow, whatever color skin you have, there's only one way. There's only one God. There's only one word. And it's called the Holy Bible. The best-selling book in history. But you know what many will say? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's just fairy tales and nursery rhymes. Fairy tales and nursery rhymes right here. If that's the case, tell me this. Why is it banned in 52 countries around the world? If it's only fairy tales and nursery rhymes. Banned in 52 countries around the world. And yet, it's just fairy tales and nursery rhymes. Tell me this. 
Why don't they want the kids to have it on their desk at school? If it's just fairy tales and nursery rhymes. Why don't they just put it in there with all the other fairy tales and nursery rhymes? If that's all it is, this, that's not what it is. This is the word of God. It's the truth of God. Do you know any fairy tale or nursery rhymes that if an individual hard and mean and calloused and doesn't like anybody, do you know any nursery rhyme? If they will read it and meditate on it, that nursery rhyme will change them and convert them and give them a heart of love and a heart of compassion and turn them around to where they love those around them. Do you know any nursery rhyme that will do that? There is none. But the word of God will. His word will. There's only one word of God. There's not two. There's not three. There's one. I'm coming out about that. Hmm. They can read all the fairy tales they want, but I prefer to read the truth. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Only the word of God will judge a man's heart. The word of God judges our heart. Why do they care if we have the scriptures on the wall if it's only a fairy tale? Why do they care if it's on a classroom wall? Why do they care if it's on the county wall or the state wall or the federal building? Why would they care if it's only a fairy tale? It's not just a fairy tale. It's a living and active word of God that will change us and give us strength and confidence and deliver us from our enemies and from our sins. That's what it'll do. Believe it or not, the word of God, it judges us. It tells us. When we read it, it, it pierces our heart. It pierces a man's heart. That's why they don't like it. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. And instead of changing and molding to the word of God, they're stuck and steadfast in this mold that they don't want to give up. A mold of their own making. A religion of their own making. A God of their own thoughts. A religion that suits them. Don't ever think that God will ever allow mankind to choose his own religion. Don't ever think God will allow you to pick out what you like to do and allow you to create your own path back to him. Don't ever think that, that God thinks that sin is funny or he tee-hees and ha-has and, and wink-wink and joke-joke about sin. It will never happen. Now let me tell you why it will never happen. Because God knows that sin destroys. He knows that. He knows that sin compromises. Sin rebels. Sin stirs strife. Sin destroys our bodies. Sin destroys children. Sin destroys childhood. It destroys moms and dads. It destroys congregations. That's why God is against sin. 
for you parents and grandparents in here, sin is like we watch our children or our grandchildren slowly on a downhill decline, slowly, slowly, slowly going to the bottom of a hill, getting farther and farther and darker and darker into the depths. God don't want us there. That's not what he wants. And that's why, that's why he's so adamant and so bold. And that's why we must be so bold. Because the ultimate expression of love, if you share your faith, if you come out and take a stand for the truth in God's word, there's no greater expression of faith than that. The scripture says that Jesus is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. I think we need to take that at face value. I don't, I don't think that just by the scripture, I don't think that, that the Lord's coming back for a church that has, that has dirt on it, has, has, has dirt on its arm and on its face and, and has dirt on its body. No, he's calling us out. He's calling us out to walk with him, to be holy before him, to obey his word, to know his word, to follow his word, and to share his word. I've said many times that God is wanting the church as a whole to grow up spiritually. He's wanting us to be more Christ-like. He's wanting us to, to be more holy. He's wanting us to know his word better because he has great things for us to accomplish before the second coming of Jesus Christ. We have a great work to do. But God cannot and will not pour his power and his spirit into dirty vessels. He cannot and will not do it. I truly believe that God is waiting for us, for us to hit our knees and declare and come out of the closet and say that I am a Bible-believing Christian. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Not because of who I am, but because of what He has done on the cross. You know, there was something the world don't understand about Christians When you come to the realization that you need a Savior, in actuality, really what we're, what we're saying is, we don't want to be ourselves no more. We want to be like Jesus. Now, see, the world don't understand that because they think a lot of times, they think, well, they think they're holier than thou. Well, that's not it at all. We are all, we still make mistakes on a regular basis, but we have a Lord and Savior that is perfect. We have a Lord and Savior that died on the cross for each and every one of us. Mm, the truth is, we cannot keep God in the closet no longer. We've got to come out. If you, want, if you want your friends and your family members to know him and to serve him, you've got to come out. If I want my friends and family and coworkers to come out and to know him, and to walk in his power and his strength, we've all got to come out. Hmm. God is calling us out of the world and into his kingdom, into his word. 
We all know that the Bible says that we should go into the world, but we're not supposed to stay there. The enemy would like nothing more than to blur the, blur the line between the born-again children of God and the world. The enemy would love to blur that line. The enemy would love to say, oh, you can't tell no difference between the Christians and the world. They're all alike. The enemy would love to do that. The enemy would love to discredit your walk with the Lord. He would love to say, ah, it don't matter if you're Christian or not Christian. They're all the same. They act the same. They all do the same thing. The enemy would love that. And here's the thing. If we allow that to happen, the enemy just sucks the power right out of the church. If we allow that, that line to be blurred, he just sucks the power right out of the children of God because the power of God follows and manifests itself when we take a stand, when we stand in faith. Let me go back for when you got, when you got saved. When you got saved, you had to make a decision. You had to raise your hand. You had to bow your knee. You had to come forward. You had to come out of the crowd. And then when you did, God moved upon your behalf. He, he changed your heart and he made you one of his children. But we can't allow the enemy to blur this line. We have to stay focused on the things that God has for us. And if we will do that, the blessings of God will overtake us. If we will do that, everybody will know the children of God are here and the children of the world is here. And the children of the world will say, look how good their God is. Look how God blesses them. Look at the love in their family. Look how their children are being raised. Look how, how God is moving upon their behalf. And the world will say, I want to know their God. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. In the Old Testament, when God led the children of Israel out and after that, after they roamed in the wilderness for, for 40 years, after that, when they started going heading toward the promised land, the world knew, you don't mess with God's children. They knew that. The fear of God was on the unbelievers because God had moved upon their behalf time and time and time again I think the church has lost that but the church needs that see and here's why because see God wants so much to manifest his power and his love and all of his blessings in his children that's what he wants Oh, just as a grandfather and a, and, and, a, and, a, and a parent, I want to bless my children. And I know most of you do too, and God is no different. He wants to pour out his blessings upon us. And when he does that, the world will know that it pays to serve the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. It pays to serve the Lord. Amen. Stand with me, please.
Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. In closing, I want to share this with you. You know, I understand the Scripture says, do not judge lest you be judged. So we know that we should not have a judgmental attitude and that we should not judge others. But the truth is, the Word of God judges the hearts of men. Not only in this lifetime, but also in eternity. The Word of God is our guide. We don't have to judge those around us. The Word of God does it for us. You will never go wrong by standing upon the Word of God and staying with the Word of God. And if somebody gets contrary with you, if they want to argue with you, and just tell them that you just choose to believe God. It can't be any more simple than that. It's not about the color of their skin. It's not, it's not about you being judgmental. It's about following the Word of God and you just believe that the Word of God is true. Now here's the thing. This morning, I'm asking each and every one of you to come out. That's what I'm asking. Each and every one of you, I'm asking you is to come out. Come out and make a commitment that you will stand with God. That you will stand for the Word of God. That you will stand for the biblical principles that are set forth in His Word. And that you won't back down. You know, there are several of you made a decision at Judgment House. Whether it's first-time salvation or recommitments. Several of you made a decision then. I'm asking you to do that again. I'm asking you to make another decision. That you will come out. That you will not stay in the closet any longer. And you'll come out with boldness and strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then after I pray, I want you to come forward. Come forward and make a, and make a declaration. Not to me, but to God. That you are going to take a stand and you're going, to, you're going to stand for the good of mankind. Not the judgment of mankind, but the good of mankind. It's just like you see a, you see a drug addict and they stick a needle in their arm. Day after day they stick a needle in your arm. Well, let me ask you this. Is it bad to try to, try to get them to do something else and quit putting that needle in their arm? Is that bad? No. No, it's not. And that's the stand we have to take. We have to take the stand that God wants the best for us. And we want the best for them. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord. You got, did you want to pray, young man? Did you want to pray? One of you guys want to pray? Yes, didn't. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us today. Father, we just love you.
and we praise you. Father, mold our hearts and change our hearts so that we may lift you up in action and in word. And somehow, some way, we can demonstrate your love to a lost and dying world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Will you come out this morning? If you will, come ahead. Come ahead to the altar. The altars are open. Will you come out this morning? Will you take a stand with God? Will you share with your friends? Will you make a determination not to give in to the world and not to allow the enemy to blur the lines between your life and the world's life? Will you do that this morning? Will you make a commitment to follow God and not turn back? If you do, please, please come. Please come. If you need strength, we'll be glad to pray with you. You know, if you have a desire to step out and live for God, but you just don't think you can, I want you to come up and I want to pray for you. There's strength. You know, I'll tell you, you know something that God loves? God loves for his children to come to him and ask for strength. I'll tell you something else God loves. He loves for his children to come to him and ask for boldness. He loves that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.